Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 62 for the 21st of Shvat in a leap year. And today we are going to be continuing with chapter 23 for Likutei Amarim. And to get the full context of where we're at, please go back and listen to the last few episodes to get up to speed. And if you recall, what we've been talking about is this idea of what happens when we do God's will, when we do God's, perform God's commandments. And what we discussed last time is this idea of how when we do God's commandments, what happens is that the vitality of commandment of that is produced from doing these commandments, as well as the external garment of our godly souls, become vehicles, or in other words, chariots for God. So let's break that down a little bit. So when we say the external garment of the godly soul, which in other words, we call action. So if you remember, there are three garments of, of the godly soul, as well as three garments of the animal soul, which are the garment of thought, the garment of speech, and the garment of action. And these garments are necessary for the souls to perform what they want to in the world, because the soul's by nature are very spiritual. And so in order to have an impact here in this physical world, they need these garments to wear. So the garment of action is thought of as to be the most external of the garments. It's the one that like directly impacts the physical world. You know, you're actually performing a mitzvah with your hands, you know, uh, with your feet, whatever, like you're actually using your physical body to do a mitzvah. The garment of of thought and speech are thought to be a little bit more internal. They're more like the, their orientation is more on the inside. Um, you know, the, 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 the garments of, of speech is a little bit in the middle, you know, because you are using your mouth. So that's like an external organ in a way, but it still has this like internal inner focused orientation. So it's still called an inner garment and the garment of thought obviously is, you know, it's very, very internal. So we've thought about so far, we've talked about so far this idea of how, what happens to the external garment of the godly soul if we do a mitzvah and we said that it becomes a chariot for God. What we're going to learn about today is the two other garments of the godly soul, the internal garments, the garment of speech and the garment of thought. And we're going to talk about what happens to them when they involve themselves in Torah and in performing God's commandments. And in this process, we're also going to be seeing a little bit of a distinction between the performance of mitzvahs and the learning of Torah and how they're slightly different, even though obviously they're related, but there is a slight difference between them. And, you know, kind of a just a little preview of how to understand this is the source of the mitzvahs, where are the mitzvahs coming from? They're coming from the Torah, right? So when we talked about previously that the mitzvahs are the manifestation of God's will, 
this manifestation of God's will, okay, well, where is his will made more explicit? It's, it's written explicitly in the Torah, right? So that's like a more explicit, like written version of his will. When we say Torah, it doesn't just mean the five books of Moses. It means all of the oral Torah, the halachos, the Gemara, all those things, all the ramifications of it. And then it becomes actually manifest in the practical mitzvah. So I'd like to get straight into the text to see how the altar ever brings this down. And then maybe, you know, I'll try to bring some kind of like human example to maybe try to make this a little bit more accessible if needed. So here in the text, the Altarbis says, so he says, but when it comes to thought and pondering Torah, so he's saying when he says, but it's, you know, in contrast to we've been talking about the mitzvahs and performance of the mitzvahs. Now he says, okay, but what about this idea of thinking about Torah in a more internal way, like thinking about it in your brain, as well as what about the power of speech and speaking about Torah with your mouth? So these two things are the internal garments of the godly soul, as we talked about. And all the more so, what about the nefesh elikis itself, the actual godly soul itself, which is vested within them, within these two internal garments. So he says these become actually unified with a true unity with the supernal will while the person is studying Torah or while the person is thinking about Torah or saying Torah out loud. They're, they're, these garments and the godly soul itself becomes totally unified with the supernal well and not just a chariot alone. So unlike the external garment of action, which becomes a chariot for God's will, the internal garments of thought and speech have the ability through focusing on learning Torah to actually become unified with the supernal well and not just be chariots for it. Why? Because this supernal will is this actual halacha. So it's like, you know, what is when we say, you know, unified with the supernal will, you know, chariots for the supernal will, what what is the supernal will? The supernal will is the halacha that they're studying. So if a person is actually learning this particular halacha or talking about this particular halacha or all the different, you know, um, ramifications of the halacha, like how it comes down and how it's manifest, these are all details of the drawing down of the internal will, of the supernal will that it arose in, God, in God's mind that this will be allowed, this will be kosher, or this will be permissible, um, or this person will be let off, like not considered guilty, you know, um, or the opposite, for example. Then all of these things, as well as all the the different combinations of letters in Tanakh are all manifestations and drawing down of God's will and of his chokhmah, of his wisdom, which what is God's chokhmah and his wisdom, as we've learned previously, these are totally unified with the Ein Sof Baruch Hu, with Hashem himself, with the infinite, blessed be he, with the utmost unity, because as discussed previously, he is the knower and he is the known etc. So he's the, remember we talked about how the Rambam said that he is the knower, he is the known, and he is the knowledge itself. And this is why it says that we learned again previously that God and his Torah are one. And they're not just the organs or the limbs of the king like the mitzvahs are. So remember we talked about how the mitzvahs are the limbs of the king. So 
that's the mitzvahs. But when it comes to the Torah itself, from which the mitzvahs come from, these are one with the king himself. So that's the profound difference. So to give a little recap of where we're at so far. So we talked about how the mitzvahs are the limbs or the organs of God. And we gave the analogy of with a person, how our limbs what and organs, what function do they have? They have the function of performing our will and of doing what we need to do. If we want to get a glass of water, if we want to walk down the street, whatever, you know, our limbs get us where we need to go. So, so too, God's mitzvahs are an expression of his will. And so when we perform these mitzvahs, these, this allows us to become a chariot for God's will. So we're actually, you know, become making our bodies into a vehicle for God's will. However, what is God's will? You know, just like if you go back to the analogy of, you know, thinking about getting a glass of water, what is our actual will? Our actual will is not just the walking, you know, into the kitchen, taking the cup out or whatever. The actual will is getting that glass of water. That's the will. And that's that's the distinction. So there's there's the action of performing the will. And then there's the will itself. So if we want to break it down in terms of God, there's the action of the actual, the manifestation of God's will, which are the mitzvahs. And that can be thought of as God's limbs. And then today we really focused on, okay, but what about God's will himself, the, the actual will of God. And we said that that is Torah and that is the actual study of the mitzvahs and the study of these halachas and the study of all of these things. And so then we said that this is why when we involve ourselves in this Torah study, whether it's in our thoughts or whether it's with our speech, what's happening is we can actually get to a level that's beyond the chariot, that's beyond just being a vehicle for God, but we can actually become unified and unify our, our thought and unify our speech with God's will himself in a true way. So this could be likened to, if we go back to the analogy of, you know, the person who wants to get the glass of water from the kitchen, um, you know, if somebody watches the person going to the kitchen and getting that glass of water, it's like, you know, they can see it in a very superficial way of like, what is that person doing? Oh, they're walking, they're opening a cupboard, they're, you know, doing this thing or whatever. But if, you know, if they really studied what they were doing, they would understand that, no, what this person actually wants is they actually want to get a glass of water. And, oh, wow, they must be thirsty. And, oh, th this is the time type of water that they like. This is what's going to quench their thirst. All of those kind of things. And that's a much more internal sense of the person that you're watching. That gives you a much more internal appreciation of what they're doing versus if you were to just go into the kitchen and get the water for them, you know, it's a very nice thing to do. And that that is something that you might want to do if you wanted to fulfill their will. But but then the next step above that would be maybe to, you know, sit down and talk to the person and be like, why did you want to get this glass of water? What is, why are you so thirsty? What, um, what is prompting this thirst? When was the last time you drank? What type of water do you like? Do you have a specific glass that you like to use? Like all of those kind of things. It's it's a much deeper appreciation. So maybe the analogy isn't like 100% perfect. I kind of just thought of it on the fly. But hopefully it can give you an understanding of this distinction that we're making between God's will which is Torah and which is unified with him versus the manifestation of his will, which are the mitzvahs and uh, which are thought of as the limbs and the organs of the king. And thus how that manifests in terms of us is that when we uh, perform God's mitzvahs, we make our body and our external garments of action a vehicle and a chariot for God versus when we study God's Torah with our thought and with our speech, we actually unify these garments with 
the will of God himself. And God's will and God's wisdom is actually unified with him himself. So we're really becoming unified with God. So I hope that was clear. And we're going to continue with this tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.